Time to raise the bat, boys. We finally got to 50. Didn't think we were going to get there, but I'm joined by the OGs this evening, the two high-vis, the two new best buddies that go two up in a vehicle. They're shaking their heads. This is crap. This is average. How are we, boys? Average now. Yeah. That was, an, that was a piss-poor intro, but it was better a few minutes ago. It was. Um, well, I'll tell you your intro. I'll keep it in. We'll see what your intro could be <laughs> for the 50. Righto. Let's go. Uh, I'm good. It's been a while since I've been on the pod. Um, there's been a fair bit going on, but um, yeah, it's good to be back on for the 50th episode. It's been oh, just, what is it, just over a year now. We've probably missed a few weeks here and there. Due to um, people not being available. Pretty consistent, not. though. Pretty consistent. 50 episodes, probably, what, a year and a few weeks? Yes, yeah, it? so it's only one a week. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Plus, yeah. we uh, had a couple of specials. We did a live event at uh, one of the public So they're not, they're not counted as they're episodes? They're not counted. Oh, no. so that's pretty good content. Yeah. Yeah. Upper. Oh, would, cool. Wouldn't mind a little bit more consistency. Uh, yeah, well, if we a bit did, more consistency if, from the people coming on the pod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll do, a few I'll more sponsors more. on and... Uh, that way we can get paid and we can uh, maybe quit our day jobs and do this full time and mm. we can um, pump out maybe two episodes a week. But until then. That's the dream. It's going to be tough. It is <clears> going to be oh, tough. But shit. we will be looking to do one um, per week, especially now that footy season's back. I reckon the boys will be a bit keen. But um, what's been happening with you, Thorny? Um, yeah, started a new endeavour with me with me good mate Corker here. Mm. Um, leading the, the water industries we are, um, Gold Murray Water. So, yeah, just something new and... Yeah, getting stuck into it. But other than that, not a whole lot. Keeping a, a keen eye on the cricket at the moment over in India. Um, and obviously the footy that starts tonight will be, um, you know, I feel like the last few years, the AFL season, when it rolls around, it just seems to get bigger and bigger every year. Like everyone, like they're thinking record-breaking crowd tonight for the first game. So yeah. could be could be 90-odd thousand there tonight. But I suppose that's what happens when you have Richmond and Carlton and they mm. both probably had promising off-seasons and, you know, Carlton looking to build again from last year and Richmond picking up a, some good talent. So I looked at um I looked at tickets for Collingwood Carlton in was it May, I think, they play. Jeez, it's slim pickings left. There's not many Oh really? Left. Already. Yeah. Yep. I reckon yeah, it's I reckon um to what you were saying as well, it's that bounce back after COVID as well. Yeah. Everyone's like keen to get back to the footy. Everyone's yeah. keen to watch the footy. I reckon, yeah, it's probably the most excited I've been for a footy season anyway. Not that my team's gonna be any good, but <laughs> No, they're gonna be good, mate. <laughs> on your tiger. <laughs> um, a, couple, a bit of the roll around news, but before we get into that, I want to actually thank our first ever sponsor, Yankin and Gale. It reminded me mm. when we first started, yep. um, they actually reached out and said, "You don't have to, you don't have to sponsor, uh, you don't have to shout us out or anything like that." But I reckon you got to say thank you to the people that helped. So Yankin and Gale Glass and Shepherd and they um, our first sponsor, and they uh, believed in us. So. Don't know why they did, but <laughs> here we are, though, a year later. Here we are, and um, <clears throat> we've upgraded the mic since then. I reckon they're mm. a big help to that. Bloody and, oath. Uh, yeah, couldn't thank him enough. And so. the mixer. Yeah, and the mixer. <laughs> oh, the old one. What did we get that other one from the $2 shop or something yeah, like that? Because it was crap. Well. got it from Finney's. <laughs> got it from Dimmy's. <laughs> pretty much recording through a yo-yo when we first started. We bought it from the middle section of Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah, to go on with that, we'll do a little bit of around the world on the sports, but obviously AFL season, we're going to do a big wrap on that, finish off the top four teams uh, from last year, um, season predictions, and obviously round one, our tips, even though tonight's game, and this should be out by tomorrow morning. So we'll see how uh, truthful our tips are for tonight's game. But 
around the world, you've got obviously the NRL has been back for two weeks. The Dolphins, the Nomad Dolphins, which no one knows where they're from still, they're 2-0, so they're leading. You had Tim Zhu win the uh, WBO title. Um, he's 22-0. and I actually didn't realise that. I thought it's that Charlo fella next. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm who pretty sure Charlo's the other one who's, who's in that weight class. He's got all the belts and apparently he's a weapon. You can carry a few belts around in the box. I think there's, I think there's six belts worldwide in each division, and so like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure when they've all um, got acronyms too, like WBA, yeah, yeah, WBC. Yeah. So usually when the two top people fight, they'll fight for all the belts. Like one might have four, and the other one will have two, and then the other person wins all six. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird, but yeah, it's like WWE. Apparently, this Charlo fella from I think he's from the states. He's a he's a is a pretty big step up for Zoo com- compared to who he has been fighting. So that'll be very interesting. He's just not so. fighting some bloke in Doncaster. <laughs> he's, um, he's having a crack at it. But, yeah, there's him. And then you've got the MVP more um, so in the NBA. I know the playoffs are coming, but the MVP, I reckon about a month ago, everyone said it was locked up for Jokic, yep. but Embiid's just come flying in. Um, the odds would say so as well with Embiid now becoming the favourite after today's game. How do you boys say it? I don't know. Jokic is still putting up numbers. So, I mean, Embiid's come with a late oh, – not a late run, but – He's been good all year. He's been year. good all year, but he's sort of just stepped it up He's been level. good for the last four years, really. What's yeah. he finished, like, second and third yeah. in the MVP probably the last three seasons? Yeah. Bit of voters fatigue, maybe for Jokic. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel like yeah. I feel like they are. I feel like the NBA will have something to do with it a little bit. I reckon they'll want to palm it off to someone else. But I feel like the punters yeah. are just going to go. Yeah, I'm going to get on a beads train right with, now. With with ever whoever you give it to, you know, the last three seasons, Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic, they've all been, have all been good enough to win it. Yeah, you, know, you can't yeah. you can't discredit any of them. It's not like, um, you know, some of the some of the winners we've had before when you know, say like LeBron was. You know, 2013, 2014, 2015, when he wasn't winning it and he was still getting 30 points a game, eight rebounds, eight assists or whatever. And people would say, well, why didn't he get it? But the last few seasons, it's been that close at the top that any of those guys actually do deserve to win it. So I think the, the basketball's in a good place at the moment. Three-man race. Yeah. You know, it'd be pretty handy if Luca just popped up for average 60 <laughs> for the last month of the season, but... <laughs> Not happening. Not no, I don't see that happening. Um, obviously, like I said, the AFL's back and... As Thorny touched on just before, um, mm-hmm. the Pakistani curator was spotted in India uh, <laughs> over the last test with that g- becoming a draw. I'll tell you what, we had, I reckon it's the most interesting game of cricket that we've had in terms of test cricket outside of Australia and outside of the Ashes out of Australia. In like, a long, long, long time as well. Like, I, And I think it's one to do with the fact that it was pretty shit standard of cricket throughout summer here. And then obviously one versus two against India and now people's access through KO and all stuff like that. Yeah. Like everyone was sort of talking about the cricket and so like, how often you never used to really do this unless you're a massive cricket nut. But or it's the ashes. Or it's the ashes. Yeah, it yeah, was like never India never used to get talked about, but now India are, you know, in all um formats, T twenty, ODI and Test cricket. You know, they're right there with Australia. You know, if Australia are number one, then India are number two. And if India are number one, you know, Australia's pretty close behind number two, number three sort of thing. So it's bigger than the Ashes now, I reckon, playing India. Ooh, it's just, just, just a hot take for everyone. England, uh, you know, their new baseball and everything like that will be very interesting to see how Aussies go over there. You know, it's it's different. You can play 
You can play baseball. You, you understand the concept of baseball, don't you? No, I don't. It's essentially, don't. Brendan McCullum, who used to obviously play for New Zealand, was a you know a big strike, you know high strike rate type of cricketer. Would go at the bowlers a bit. He sort of now that he's coaching England, he's sort of taken that philosophy over there. Don't be afraid to you know go out, go out there and, and just score runs. Go for it. Go for it. attack. Yeah, that's right. So. It's it's similar to how when David Warner came into the Australian Test side and and you know he made that hundred before lunch or you know he'd be a hundred and fifty not out at the end of the day sort of thing you know traditionally you try and make two hundred to two hundred and fifty runs in a day of Test cricket and then now it's ramped up to being like if we can get four hundred on the first day be four or five down and then make another quick hundred in the morning then we've got all this time to bowl. So we are actually getting ourselves in front of the game. So that's what England have been doing, and they were really bad for the first half of this um, test calendar um, for the championship. They barely won a game, and then now they're at about 50-50. So they ended up winning, I don't know the exact figures, but I'd say something like maybe um, 10 of their last 13 tests they won. So they actually got themselves back to even ground. So it's going to be interesting when Australia goes over to England um, to play in this Ashes. This is coming up shortly. So um, it's a bit different when you're playing Australia because got three quicks who are all very tall, banging in hard. It's not as easy to sort of just get under and try and hit these guys for runs. You know, you sort of got to work really hard and tire them out before they give you a bad ball. Whereas when you're playing like your Sri Lankas and your Pakistans and things like that, you know, they'll they'll more or less probably bowl a couple of spinners or they might have that medium, not just the three quicks, they might have a medium pace bowler, so there's someone that you can attack. So it will be very interesting to see when the Aussies do go over there and if this Baz ball is actually going to work against, you know, a, a high profile team sort of sort of um just you know, sort of situation. So um but I do think that India, Australia now, even when India come to Australia next it will be bigger than the Ashes. The Ashes obviously has the history, but as a contest between two nations now, um, the way that India play their cricket um, is very much more Australian than what we've seen any other country sort of do. You know, they take it up to Australia now. Um, you know, they've won the last two series here in Australia. They've beaten us again over there, um, you know, which was a good contest. It was, you know, some pretty average pitches, but that's what they're going to do. You know, Australia lines up quick, fast, bouncy decks because we know we can play to that. Whereas when we go to India, we know we're going to get big spinning decks because we're not used to that. So, of course, you're going to play to your strength. So, I don't know. I feel like the India and Australia contest now is actually a better contest to watch than the than the Ashes contest. What do you reckon? Oh, jeez. Um, I don't know. I'm probably more leaning towards the Ashes. I just... I know it's probably just the, the history behind it all, and um, it's always something you like. I I never really um, watch cricket besides maybe the last year or so when it's played outside of Australia besides the Ashes, and I think it's this year's. I feel like it's been more known. Like you've just known the crickets on over in India. I don't know, if, but like when we go over to like I don't know other countries like Sri Lanka or whatever we um. Wherever we go, I feel like we you don't really hear much about it. The odd maybe the odd Facebook post, but um, we're over in India now, and you you're seeing you're seeing it all over the news, and um, oh, it probably helps. I've got Foxtel now, and I can watch watch games like that. But <laughs> don't have poor people TV. I, yeah, 
I just feel the um I don't know the feel of an Ashes game, um, the greatest rivalry rivalry in cricket. Um, I don't I just don't think there's anything better than that in my opinion. But yeah, the Australian India um rivalry itself is definitely gone up a few notches. I, I feel as well. Yeah. All right, boys, let's piss the cricket off now. Yeah, We've had enough good of idea. that. Um, did you see uh, in the ATP tour at the Indian Wales, there's a bloke called Holger Rune? Do you know do you know about him? No. no. So he played um, Stanwell Rinka, yeah. um, got done to him, but when he come in to shake his hand at the end of the net, he goes, you don't have anything to say now, do you? You do not have anything to say. Go on, say something. And I'm like, are these blokes about to punch on? Who said that? Holger Rune said it to Stanwell Rinka. So Stanwell Rinka was talking... Talking trash. So he, I thought he must have been talking trash during the game, but apparently um, Stan Wawrinka, they played each other about a year ago and Stan said, geez, he talks too much. And um, when he goes in to shake the hands, because he must have beaten him the time previously before, he goes, he's he's not mature and he doesn't know how to handle the stage. And the only reason I've seen it, I've seen Nick Kyrgios, of all people, shared the story on um, his story and he said, how good is this? So there was basically you just saying, shape up to me, which – you don't see on a tennis court very oh God, no. at all. So, who's, who's this? What's his name? Holger Rune. Holger Rune. Yeah. Is he a nobody or is he? No, he's. I think he's number nine in the world. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he, but he's very young. He's a Swede. He's like up and coming, but sort of shades of Leighton Hewitt when he was younger, sort of attitudes. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just thought that I didn't know if you had seen. I no, I hadn't seen that. It's good. Good on him. Nice. They need some spice in the tennis. Yeah, you do. Curios and that, that's what's good about, you know, people are going to hate that, you know, you bring Curios up all the time with Australian, you know, podcast sport, whatever. But, you know, just, when Curios plays, you want to watch. Exactly. You right. want to watch him play, especially when he plays the, because he's beaten all the big, beaten the big three, you know, they're, Nadal and Federer, you know, essentially they're done now. But years, a few years ago when he was beating them, um, you know, people would still hate on him, but you'd watch him play. Box office. You would want to watch that guy play. It's what it's what tennis is lacking. They need some spice in tennis. Yep. Couldn't agree yep. more. Agree. Um, any other sports you just want to touch on before we uh, get into the AFL and break down the season? I think oh. we covered it. Besides your darts at the moment. Yeah, I'm playing darts. Yeah. Any 180? Go. You nearly know, got, got a 180 last night when you said uh, yeah, I, I sent a little Snapchat. No, I was only 100. I did hit a couple of 140s. Pretty good grouping, though. Good grouping. Good yeah. Grouping. I did, um, what I did was a couple of weeks ago. So I just played in a team with um, a workmate and two of his mates. And I had um, I had 168 left on the board. And that, I'm, from memory, I'm, I'm not very good at quick math. Um, and that, that's not a checkout. <laughs> no, you, so can't. you can't. You can't check out on 168. No. So you have to check out with a double, obviously. People, you know how darts works. Um. So you have to check out with a double, and I've hit triple twenty, triple twenty, and I thought, ah, I can't go for the, <laughs> can't, can't go, go for, for the double, one. double twenty nine here. I, <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh shit, I could go for my first one eighty, but it won't count. Obviously, it'll bust. It'll just bust. So I was yeah. pretty disappointed, but yeah, I hit the what I hit the eight, and I'm um, left double, double, left double twenty for Liam, yeah. and um, he's just going bang, one eight double. So yeah, shit nice up. I've, I've yet, I'm yet to hit a one eighty though. I've had, a, I've had a few thrown against me though. <laughs> you've, got, hit, you've hit a few 180s in practice. Though. I have. I've yeah. seen you hit one before. Yeah, I got clapped in my singles three 0 This guy was averaging like like something stupid, like seventy eight against me. Michael Van Gaal, which is like famous. extremely good for local darts. local. Like I'm, I was averaging like forty five to fifty. I was talking to the bloke bad. who he was playing with, uh, the bloke who works with us, and he was like, "Oh, it was it was a bit of a lamb to the slaughter." Actually, <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't matter who was playing against him. 
but we put the most rookie person on our team up against him, which is probably a good <laughs> tactic. Right. It's a good tactic, but he's just like, yeah, it wasn't. It, it was no contest. <laughs> well, I say that to him, just give me the, the best player. Don't sacrifice your own game. You guys clap the. The losers. There's always tactic. It's like in our local basketball. Just put Corey in the wing and just never pass it to him. And <laughs> just create space. Um, what about uh, Mr. Scheffler? Yes. Players oh, champion. No shit, I had it written down and I nearly dodged past it. <laughs> He's had five wins in the last year. Yeah, 17 under is pretty good going. That's, <laughs> he is flying at the moment. Wasn't it? Was it the next closest was 12 or 14? Yeah, so um, I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. Is it Min Wu Lee? Yeah. He, the Aussie. He was um he was second leading into the last day yeah, after yep. moving day. Yep. And he pretty much played like me at the Shep Golf Course <laughs> on the back of it. He had a triple bogey, a quadruple bogey, and, oh, he was, and he was gone. But um there was some I watched a bit of the performance. Max Homer was one of them. Um if Huey's listening to this, he's given me the the intel on this. But he was just about to not make the cut and he's come flying in and smashed a course record. And he, he shot a 62 or something, yeah. Didn't he he? Was yeah. 62, and then he was right back up there. And um, his back nine in particular was unbelievable. To yeah, watch. yeah. What did he didn't he get? Was it 10 birdies and no bogeys? Yeah, I'm pretty sure his round was 10 birdies, no bogeys. It's <laughs> absolute shit on. Um, <laughs> I spoke about this last week with Hicksy, but I don't know. Have you watched the full swing on Netflix with the golfers on it? No, no, I haven't seen it. The first couple of episodes, real good watch, like Jordan Spieth and stuff like that. Then it gets towards the end of it and you're, you're hearing about some 96 ranked bloke and you're like, geez, I don't care about this. <laughs> but it's it's a good watch at the start, sort of like all those Netflix yeah, ones yes. that you first watch. But anyway, uh, we'll go to a break and we'll break down the AFL season, boys. Can't wait to get into it. Before we uh, get into the predictions, I wanted to go off the top of your head, get your live reaction. I'm the one that's prepared for this episode, so straight on the top of it. This will be good. We've had 50 episodes, give or take, considering Cody hasn't sent me through a few of the files of some interviews that he's done. Oh, no. But favourite episodes or favourite moments on the show? Oh, Jesus. I know. That is a tough one. It is a tough one. But we had a lot of people message in and say Caucus Crack is their favourite segment. So... We might have to bring one back at the end of the episode if you're happy to do so. Well, I'll think. I'll try and think of something for you. What about you, Thorny? Um, favorite moments, or even <sighs> favorite interview, favorite show. Uh, oh, shit, it's a tough one. I don't know. I, I now look back. I sort of liked the first few episodes we did. How much <laughs> you think back? How much we friggin' sucked at it? <laughs> like, oh, we still do. But- oh, we still do. Yeah, for sure. But. Like, like having having the little yeah the Grutzner Av, Av and we had the little uh, iPhone iPhone propped up and we're all sort of huddled in it like it was a little little fucking campfire. It was good times, eh? It was, it was good times, but it, geez, it was stressful. It took us four and a half hours to do a podcast. Yeah, it did. And yeah, it couldn't like, figure the audio out yeah, to start. Get home at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, that was it rough. Is rooted. Yep. Yeah. Right. yeah, that was no good. It's definitely not my favorite episode, but it's probably one of the better memories, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good back when, yeah, Bronson was a full-timer as well. That were, were was some good times. Yeah, it was. It'd be a few good laughs and then you'd be sitting there and be like, didn't record it. Like, Shit, <laughs> start again. Yeah. But anyway. And then the fight over who was editing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then it wouldn't get released for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all, that, all that time when Ben, when ben said those bites, uh, he was talking about the French um, 
the bike race. What is it? Yeah, um, he, the Tour de France. Tour de France. And he yeah. goes, those wankers on the side of the hill. <laughs> I said, who's wanking on the side of the hill? He's like, oh, no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> or number eight, Trempianko. Yeah. It have to be probably my favourite moment that I've ever oh, been no, on. I, did. Oh, I said Cleveland. Yeah, oh, yeah, I said Cavs. <laughs> I only remember that because it's your name in the group yeah. chat. <laughs> Oh. What, about, Rainbow? what about when I come back in the um what, the quiz that time and I, I nailed Portland on the Who Am I? Yeah, that was oh, yeah, that yeah. was that wasn't bad. Was oh, for me, it's probably the Cat Mountain Rainbow. Oh, it's for God. those that don't remember it, this it might not make the airwaves because people are like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" But, <laughs> um, that was average. All right, without further ado, we'll get into the top four from last year. We're going to start with Thorny. He wanted to pick this team. I've got no idea why, but far away, mate. I'm doing Sydney, right? Yeah, you're doing Sydney. Yeah, no, no re- no idea why I wanted to pick them. You just said pick one of these, pick one of these <laughs> teams. So I picked one. Yeah, but that's all right. Um, Sydney, um, hard to get a read media wise on Sydney. Um, there's a lot of a lot of downs. People think they're going to have the have the curse, sort of like the Adelaide did and, and GWS have had when they got smoked by Richmond. Um, I don't know. I still see a lot of talent in the list. Not to say that Adelaide and GWS didn't have the talent because you have to have talent to get to the grand final. But um, you know, it's a, it's a young team. Um, you know, with some with some older players in in regards to you know respect to Luke Parker and and those sorts of players. But I think that they still can still can load up again and and be probably not grand finalists. Um, I still see them making the finals. I wouldn't be totally surprised if they did, you know, go the whole way. Um, it's so hard to tell without seeing one game of footy. My one, my one little gripe with them is Buddy's not going to be what he was last year. No, I don't think. Oh. That, from all reports, he's sort of his preseason's been pretty average. Like, oh, yep. I mean, you hear that every year. About you do. You. He doesn't really give too much of a hoot. About I think. But I think when when Buddy's not playing and Logan McDon- Logan McDonald gets the forward fifty, he's very good. But when Logan McDonald has to share with Buddy, he's rubbish. Yeah, but is so, he a key forward though? Like, yeah, he, he is. Two hundred centimeters. Happy. Yeah, he's six yeah. six. Yeah, he's he, he is, and he's a very good set shot. Um, so I think if Buddy isn't playing and Logan McDonald is playing well, then I don't see any reason why they should fall as far as some people think they're going to. Look, I reckon at the end of the day. Between, I would say between fourth and maybe seventh would be where they. I think that they would finish. So I think on that, I think having Buddy in that forward fifty is still going to be a good thing for them because he's definitely still going to take the best defender. Yep. And then that still gives um, Luke, what's his name, Logan McDonald, Logan McDonald, um, the chance to, I suppose, dominate. Yep. Um, with the second or third string defender on him, um, and they've got some good smalls. And whether as well. they start, they start playing. Um, when they start allowing Logan McDonald to um, be more of that first option and Buddy sort of not being always kicked at me sort of thing. Um, I don't know. that. Yeah, that'll be an interesting watch, I, I reckon, this year. Where you got them? Yeah, I've probably got them around the – I don't think they'll slide like a, a lot of people are saying. I think, yeah, I'd be happy to say about fourth or fifth, I reckon. Yeah, I've got them about sixth, I reckon, as well. Like you said, the talent's still there. Um, and you got blokes like Chad Warner, Goulden, the Mills, younger core yeah. Mills as well, who who will run the midfield. I think Heaney dropped off at the end of last year. He started off. Hot. He was up and down last year. I yeah, felt. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think he, I think he's got to find a little bit more consistency within his game. But where does he play? That, where do you play him? In, in saying that, a small forward is a hard position to play. But he doesn't play like a small forward. He's not though. a small yeah. forward. He's, he'd be a medium sized forward. Yeah, he'd be like that that sort of hybrid midfielder. Call him forward. like your Degowies, your, yeah, your what, I would say he's got probably a little bit more forward craft than some of those guys. Um, not to say that Degowie and Martin and all that aren't good forwards, but I think Heaney plays a little bit more forward time than what sort of the, the Martins and the Degoeys and, and those sorts of players would. I'd say he'd probably be more of like um, like Jake Stringer. You know, yeah. he plays predominantly forward and then plays midfield, you know, seven, eight minutes a quarter maybe sort of thing. Like not a whole lot of midfield, but but good when he goes in. But he needs to – if he's going to play predominantly forward, he needs to kick you know, 45 goals for the year, yeah. I think. You know, I think last year I don't – honestly have the numbers off the top of my head. I would think it would probably be around the mid to low 30s he would have kicked, um, which – and I think in probably the first three games he probably had 10. Like he started red hot last year, I remember, um, but then he just he, – he dropped away after five or six rounds. So, yeah, I, I still think they'll be good. Um, but, again, you know, it's one of those teams where you're like, you know, they did get belted in the grand final last year. That's going to hurt. There's going to be some wounds from that. It just depends how you're being. Josh Kennedy back. gone as well. Yeah, Josh Kennedy gone. Uh, Sam Reed's still playing? I'd say so, for yeah. as as to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I I'll don't know if he's you know. retired. <laughs> he would know. Um, but, yeah, I, d- I don't see him quite falling off the cliff as some of those other teams that got belted in the recent recent grand finals. So me and Hicksy have done a play to watch. For me, Justin McInerney, he played on the wing a bit last year and he had some mm. really good games. Um, I reckon he's one of those crop that can take it to the next level. What do you reckon? I'm going to go with um, oh, Errol Gordon. <laughs> good one. That's horrible. Errol Gordon for me. He's going to be one to watch. He had a huge game in one of the preseason uh, matches. I think he scored, what did he get, like 40, 45 five and three. And three goals and like it was like 190 super coach, something, something, something crazy like that. I've um, got uh, – oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you go on. Um, Dylan Stevens. Oh, yeah. I reckon he – you know, if you look at his numbers from last year, 16 touches, five contested. You know, he, his numbers were pretty, pretty low, but he's 22. I think this will be his year. Um, not to say he's going to – break out and have, you know, a Brownlow year or anything, but he could just be that. And that's all you need from a Sydney's. All you want from Sydney this year is you want probably six or seven players to raise that 5% as what they did last year, get the same output from their guns that they did last year. You know, your Chad Warners, if he can go up another year, they're definitely going to be there in the mix. And I think, you know, your Dylan Stevens, McInerney, um, Errol Gooden's already a fantastic player. And if he can give you a little bit more, there's no reason why they won't be right in the mix. Agreed. Move along to the team that finished third in the Premiership ladder. Yep. Um, Collingwood going down by a point in that prelim final to the team we just talked about, Sydney. Um, a lot of talk about them doing the same thing that you were saying about Sydney before earlier as well. You know, they were, everyone's saying, oh, they won some close ones. Maybe it's the first year. I have second year blues. I don't I, – originally I thought the same. I don't know. I, I feel like the – your age demographic for your list, you plugged some well-needed holes as well with mm-hmm. Mitchell. Mm-hmm. McStay, the seven-possession man, I'm still not sold on. But <laughs> I do think that you will be thereabouts again. Yeah. Like, I think you hear it all in the media. It could be one of those years where we actually improve on the field and probably lose a couple more games than what we did last year. Yep. Um, which I wouldn't be, you know, we won, what, 16 games last year. If we walked away this year with 13 or 14 wins and made the eight, um, 
I just want to see our percentage go up from 104%. Yeah. So if we went off percentage last year, Collingwood would have finished 11th, I think, just in front of Gold Coast, who had 102.8. And we won six more games than them. Yeah. But at the same time, everyone does talk about the percentage and how it's a true reflection. But I reckon it's a true reflection that you can win tight games as well. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, and that, you know, that is obviously what the Collingwood brand was. You know, even if it's going to be close, we'll, we'll take a win by three points. We'll take a win by seven points or something like that. It doesn't matter as so long as we win. But, you know, that, that sort of probably won't stand up, you know, if we were to go the whole way. It's not going to stand up on grand final day. Pressure goes up way too much. You know, Collingwood's pressure is great, and that's probably what makes us – um, a really good side to win those close games. But it doesn't matter who you play on that day. Everyone's bringing the pressure that day. So I don't know. I think, yeah, we've brought in some some players, filled some holes. Uh, you know, Frampton will go for where Roughhead was. Um, apparently, Frampton's going to start. Uh, he's going to be in the 22 this week. Bobby Hill's going to be in the 22 with Genevan not playing. Um, Tom Mitchell obviously walks straight in. Uh, Dan McStay will um, fit straight in. Um, so I don't know what that does for some of the chemistry that we had last year, bringing in four brand new players. Um, but look, you know, from all reports, it looks like it can work. Um, but, you know, 60, you know, 16 wins last year. I don't know if I see us getting 16 wins again, um, but you just want to see improvement. I want to, you know, going to these games and, and watching these games from home, there were some games where, we should have won by 40 points, 50 points, and we should have blown teams out. I think there was, um, you know, even some of the even some of the close losses we had against, say, Geelong and that, you know, we, we should have beaten them in, in the in the home and away. We had played them last year. Even in the qualifying final, we, we should have pipped them. North Melbourne, we're, we were down by like we were getting points. The same quarter. with Gold Coast. We are yeah. getting done by Gold Coast, and we came back and won. So it's just some of these games um, – you got to put sides away, and you got to show that you can put put the game to bed um, when you need to. Um, which I just think Collingwood, you know, is those tie wins are great and everything like that, and they build character. But you need to be able to put put the, especially when you're up against a good side and you've got a good lead on them. You can't be shit in the bed after three quarter time, giving them two goals quickly after three quarter time, bringing it back the, the margin to two goals or whatever, and then having a shit fight for the rest of the twenty five minutes of that quarter. Um, which I think we did a lot. Nothing shits me more than that. I no, I know. Straight after third, third. Um, Even after half time, it's like oh. half time. You'll go in, and it, I think it happened a lot last year where Collingwood yeah. up by a fair margin at half time, or a real late one. Yeah, a real late one at before half time, and then you, you'll, you know, I used to say it every week. I reckon in our Collingwood group yeah. chat, just can't let them start fast here. Just can't do it. And then bang, 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 three goals. It's back to, you know, eight points margin or they're up by two points or something like that. And you're like, fuck's sake, like we're going to do this all again. So, um, yeah, I don't know if it's – yeah, like I said, I don't know if I see us winning 16 games. I do see us making the eight. Um, I don't think we drop off – you know, I don't think we fall five positions from where we were last year. Um, So I think just want to see McRae, you know, take this side again, get him into another finals berth and just see what we can do from there. Um, I think, you know, Collingwood are one of those sides. They've just got to make the eight. You don't really want to play Collingwood wherever you go. They're always going to bring a crowd. They're always going to play fast footy. So it's just it's just one of those mentalities. Um, but, yeah, like I said, you know, and then there are those teams like your Geelongs and your Melbournes and your Sydneys and, 
and Richmond and whoever else is going to be up there are going to be very strong and yeah. you know, we've got to be able to beat those sides. Yeah. Play, play to watch? Um, I don't know who, who like – you know, there's there's a couple of obvious ones, but you know, like Nick yeah. Dacos, he'll oh, he'll yeah. get tagged again. And I'm looking forward to seeing um, Isaac Quainor this yep. year. Yeah, I think he'll step it up once again. He had a pretty good year last year, um, slowly building um, another year under his belt, and I think he'll be one to watch this year coming off half back. I reckon well. if the man who drives a manual all day every day, Jamie Elliott, um, if he can, if he gets a full season into him. I reckon he he'll go up and above fifty goals this year. So yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd I think I think he's um, you know, you see it all the time. He's a small who plays tall, but he is electric when he's on the lead. He's very hard to stop. He's quick. He's athletic, um, and he's a good set shot as well. From yeah. what we've seen, um, so yeah, I yeah. reckon I reckon Jamie will be one to watch. Yeah, we just need to We just need to go from a good team to being a great team, like you said. Then we need to like put those games away. Um, and we need to learn how to like flog a side. Like we didn't. I don't think we flogged a side last year. We had sixteen wins. There was no biggest, convincing wins. I think our biggest margin was thirty points or something yeah. like that. So we need to need to figure out how to flog a side. Whether it's a, I, don't, I don't care if it's a Hawthorne or North Melbourne or West Coast, someone like that. Just we need to pump these teams by 50, 60 points and really assert our dominance in the league. Yeah. Um, I think we've put put together like. Craig McRae and the, the the coaching staff and list management. The blueprints there. They've, they've recruited exactly what we needed, like an inside mid handball out to our runners, a small forward, a, a centre-half forward, a, some tall um, tall timber down there, which we desperately needed, um, and a key back. So I think we've got all of the all the pieces there to, to take it a step further and turn a good side into a great side. But, um, yeah, time will tell. Where do you see him finishing? Um. It's tough, but I'm gonna say six to seventh. But I like we could finish anywhere from friggin' tenth to second or f- like first. Like we could eat. I could, I could actually say it's finishing on like second or first. But yeah, I don't think it will happen. But depending on if we follow on from last year's um, season, um, but yeah, with going with my head, I'd say about seventh to sixth. Yeah. yeah. What about the outside? What would what do, you, what do you see? So to sum up what you boys were talking about earlier and talk about it in a different way, Collingwood need to learn to play a slow tempo of footy as well. So it's all good to have that pressure and whatnot, but when you have a lot of pressure and high pace footy, that's when you can create those turnovers and have those quick goals at the end of the quarter or have those lapses where teams kick three goals and you go, oh, shit, we've got to amp the pressure up again. Like if you look at Geelong, they, they rested plays throughout the year last year and they had moments where their pressure was through the roof as well, but they could also hold the ball and then switch it, do, and yeah. slow the play down, and then they play on their terms. So then it actually makes the opposition more fucked as well because you're chasing the footy yep. as much, if that makes sense. I'd say we got a lot of our goals from rebound 50s. Like we rely yeah. on – we relied a bit on footy. slingshot footy, like your Darcy Moores, your Nick Dacos, your Quainors, which, which Jeremy Which is great Howell, to Jeremy, watch. Jeremy it's Howell, great it is, to watch. Yeah. Go straight back but up the middle. It, like I was saying, it's not sustainable in the last couple of weeks in September. It's yeah. just not. And he's nearly still pulled it off. Still nearly did. And like you said, you know, we have one gear. It's just go hard all the time, as hard as you can, um, and play through the guts. There was no chipping around the wings. There was no slow down footy. It was just try and peel off that kick, that 45 kick into the guts and just get it straight down the corridor, which is great when it works, but... It can really hurt you if it doesn't, especially against those good sides, like I was alluding to. Especially like your your Melbournes and stuff, who've got those taller defenders and those and a lot of talls. 
um, can really hurt you when you get cut off it at, yeah. at the 50 I line. Think, I think we got away with it a fair bit last year due to the fact that not many other teams, if any, are playing a style like Collingwood. Mm. Were. And that teams are like, holy shit, how the, how the hell do we defend this? Team, yeah, they couldn't figure it they out. They couldn't figure it out. And now they know this year that's that's what's going to make it an interesting watch. I do, I do think you'll change it up a bit. But um, to what you said earlier, how you could see him finishing anywhere, um, I've made a lot of bold, bold calls this um, off-season, so I, I'll taper down a bit. But I honestly see Collingwood finish about eighth. And it's not to do with Collingwood. It's to do with the fact that those middle 12 teams, like your Port Adelaide's, your probably your Gold Coast, even Frio, all those – Western Bulldogs, all those kind of teams, you just don't know how well they're going to go. Like you said, until you actually see first, I don't know, probably your first month of footy is a real good indicator for where teams are at. Yep. Um, and obviously you alter your predictions from there. But just purely from the fact that I see a few teams rising up, I think they'll finish eighth. But like you said, even if they did finish eighth, um, you wouldn't want to play in first week of finals, that's for sure. Um, Move along. Moving on. What's the – Melbourne. Melbourne. Um Few injuries to start the season. Yep. Um, Stephen May is he out? There was uh, discussion he has got God. a calf strain, but yeah, we'll get into that when we get into the teams. But um, Melbourne's obviously they've brought in a few. They've brought in um, Josh Shackey, <coughs> which now is probably looking a little bit smarter in terms of depth. But I don't see him being a premiership genuine player. Nah. Um, it's going to be interesting with um, Grundy gone. Lucky yeah. Hunter in. Yeah, that's an interesting in. That's and a, Brody Grundy in. Yeah. If you think about that, that's two best and fairest players from another club. Yeah, Lockie Hunter's underrated. Yeah. Very much so. So is it Ed, is it Ed Langdon that left? No, it was a Jaden Hunt. So Jaden yes, Hunt's left. on the West Coast. So he'll just go bang, Lockie Hunter will fill in that position straight away. And for me, that's an upgrade straight oh, away. So in terms of them, the same thing. They've got the right age demographic. They've got the tall defenders like everyone knows. Their forward line's a bit questionable. Yeah, they need... And they've they need, obviously probably got the best midfield in the AFL. They need Grundy and Gorn to be kicking two or three goals a game, I reckon. Well, from what Goodwin said, it's going to be 50-50. They're going to play 50 forward and 50 in the rough. And they're both good contestants. And, and they're both real good down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if they're you know, even if they're struggling to get it out of defence, you do have that outlier kick where you can just go, oh, I've got Gorn or Grundy down the line. I'm just going to back it. I'm just going to kick it straight there, put it on their head, and see what they can do. So, yeah, I, I think Melbourne will be right there. I don't, I don't, I haven't looked too much into it. Obviously, they've got Grundy um, with Lockie Hunter coming in, Shacky. Um, you know, I think Shacky will probably. I don't think he'll play every game, obviously. Um, but yeah, I definitely think they'll be they'll be top four again. Yeah, I've got them finishing first, so I've but won. I've also got them not winning it. So. It's fucking hard to win the grand final. It like is. Christian Matraka said on 360 other night, Robbo was grilling him saying, like, you failed last year, you had a terrible year. He goes, mate, we finished second on the ladder or whatever it was. Like, yeah, we went out in straight sets, but he goes, it's bloody hard to win it. Oh, that many good teams. Yeah, so, that's right. Um, player to watch for me, like I said, I think they finished first, but they don't win it. But a player to watch for me is Kaiser Piggott. They reckon he's going to play a fair bit of midfield time, which I didn't it's think he'd had the tank on to yeah. do so, but... Um, obviously, that'd be interesting to watch and see how he goes. So, yeah. What about you, Corker? Um, I've got them finishing. I think I had them first, and I, I reckon I've got them to win the flag this year. Um, player to watch for me. I'm I'm, a, I'm keen to see how Brady Grundy goes. I like he's obviously a former Collingwood player, but I hope he um, I hope he goes well because he's a star of the competition. I hope he gets back to his um 
his best form. How old is he? Twenty nine. Oh, be thirty, maybe twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'll be um, good to see him. Hopefully, um, hopefully he can get some good form under his belt, kick a few goals, but not against the Pies. <laughs> mm. Player to watch uh, for me. He's been around a while, but I'm actually going to go Angus Brayshaw. He, they're starting to play a type of footy where he gets... Multi-killer. Multi-killer, <laughs> for sure. But also can... Um, can flick a switch. Can flick a switch. And sometimes you'll, sometimes you'll back him for 20 touches and he'll come out at the end of the day and you have 34 or something like that. And you're going, where has that come from? Facts. <laughs> Facts. So I think, um, yeah, I think the style of footy they play now, he gets involved a lot um, from their rebounds, um, whether it's a... You know, a switch kick to him because he's a good user by foot, or a, or a handball receive. I think he actually gets a lot of touches coming out of their back line. So I think he'll be he'll be that quarterback type of role for them coming out of the back line. Nice. I like it. All right, we'll move on to the premiers from premiers. last year. Yep. Um, obviously they've actually they've had a fair few ins. Jack Bowes from Gold Coast being one. Yeah. Um, Tanner Broon from GWS, who I'm not sold on personally. Um, who else have they got in? Um, there is someone else that I'm missing off the top of my head. Should have these written down, but I've got the predictions instead. Anyone noteworthy? Well? Ollie Henry. Ollie Henry, who is a great pickup. Great pickup for a young, and it adds that age demographic thing in, like I spoke about. The reason I bring that up is it's so important. You don't, you're not going to see a team real young like a North Melbourne win a flag because they're so young. Yep. Um, West Coast is tipping the scale with older players and they've got a heap of young players. There's no real in the middle for there. So um, Geelong, I think, obviously should play finals next year. Um, for me, I think they finished fifth. Um, I think they, they just they coast to have those wins. They're not going to lose many games at um, the Alphabet Stadium, but I think that they will, yeah, I think they finished fifth, beat teams that they should, might lose a couple of close ones with a tougher draw. It's really much of a much for me. Like there's not mm. too many hot takes to take away from it. No. Anything I've, for you? I've got them finishing in fourth, I think, because what I have, I'd, Melbourne, Richmond, Brisbane, Geelong. It's my top four. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just I think it, I, I agree with you. I think I'll just sort of coast along. I don't think they'll be as – I'm probably going to be wrong with this. I don't think they'll be as dominant as last year. But um, – I don't know. We'll see. Tom Hawkins is getting up for round one now, so that's that's um, bad news for the Pies. Is he really? Yeah, apparently. Well, you could make um, a hot take like Bronson and say Chris Scott's going to be gone by round four. <laughs> he loves that, doesn't he? Yeah. I hate him too, but he won a flag last year. so Yeah, he's probably got the uh, bragging rights over you. To uh, be fair. Yeah, just just a little bit. But, yeah, what about you, Thorny? Um, yeah, I think third to fifth um, would probably be right. I don't see him backing up and winning the granny. Um but, yeah, still a very good team. The most damaging two forwards that you could possibly ever want um, playing up forward for them. Um, it just, you know, losing Joel Selwood, that's sort of the head of the snake there for the last few years. So it will be – Paddy Dangerfield's obviously a good, you know, good good role filler in there as well um, to fill that void. But, you know, Paddy's not the same as what he used to be either. So oh, I was going to say role filler. He won the finals uh... – Series medal, Gary Ayres medal. Oh, 100%. He's still, yes, still a great saying. player, but, um, you know, like everybody already knows, they are an ageing list. Um, but obviously experience is a big thing. You know, we, you see it in every sport that there is. You can be as old as you like. If you're still putting up the numbers, experience. you keep going. So And you know how to win games. So I still think they'll be a very good side. 
Um, I think Collingwood are going to beat them tomorrow night. So <laughs> whatever. We will get into that. Any players to watch for you? Yeah, I've got um, Sam DeConing. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon he's going to have a ripper year. I've got Brian Parfit. Bit of got pushed to the outside a little bit. Be interesting to see if he gets midfield time again. He's a good player. Got him a couple of times for first goal scorer at a juicy price at, in the 20s. So maybe that's why he's one to watch, I think. Yeah, I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm going to say Tom Atkins actually. Oh yeah, I think he's yeah, a nice. you know he's a sort of not a middle of the road player, but he's you know definitely not an out and out superstar. But again, he's that one player. If he he adds five percent to his game, you know radar. he yeah. does. You know, and he does all the hard things. He does a lot of the a lot of the groundwork sort of things. So um, yeah, I think they'll be right there again. A little bit flat here, boys. I feel like we're just flattening off. Maybe it's because we're talking about Geelong, and uh, I can hear the hate. I on those. hate them. <laughs> so let's juice it up. Let's yep. give our predictions for the year. Let's bang it out. Corey's got to go play 78 different sports after this. So premiers for the year, straight off the bat, I've gone, this is my hottest take for the year. I think Carlton actually win it. Jeez. Um, again, age demographic. I've the list about is it. right there. The list is all there. You've got the two last common medalists mm. in your side. You've mm. got Cripps. You've got Walsh will be injured for a while. Like Thorny, like Thorny let me off the other night. In the group chat, you've obviously got Weedering down back. Um, George Hewitt. George Hewitt's right. Chera. Chera. Um, obviously, the list goes on. You've got Saad, Doherty off the back flanks. Um, their small forwards is the only knock for me, like I said to you the other night. Don't like, need them. You know, got Mackay and Kerno. Don't even worry about them. <laughs> the they'll ball, be right. The ball ain't hitting the deck. No, nah, they'll be right. Um, so for me, I think they finished third and um, just that momentum that they might sneak up and win it. Nice. Who you got? Um, no, we already yeah, know who you got. Yeah, I, I already yours. said mine. Mine's, Moving on. Mine's Melbourne. I've got Melbourne. Just I've, got, Bris- Melbourne. I've got Brisbane. I think – and you know what? If Brisbane don't win it this year – They're never going to. Massive drop-off. It might be not be straight away, but it'll be. It could be a slow burn for a few years where they just drop down the ladder. This is their last chance, and wow. I and I am backing them to win it this year. Are you still got to win the last game of the year at the MCG, um, but I feel like they've played enough finals footy down in Melbourne the last few years that, that they can definitely do it. Bringing in Gunston, that's a four-time premiership player. Four-time premiership. I'll go with three, three time. Three-time premiership player. Um, Dunkley, Dunkley, absolute beast. Ashcroft, number one. Pick. Ashcroft, um, and then you've got all the players there from last year as well. So, I still think that's a very good side, and I think they will go a couple of pips better than what they have the last few years. Their midfield is really stacked now. Like Jared Lyons is getting pushed out of that because you've got Ashcroft come in, Dunkley come in, Zach Bailey's trying to play midfield time. McCluggage is going to stay on a wing because they're just that dominant there. And, geez, McCluggage is good, eh? Oh, he's fantastic. And he kicks goals, McCluggage. That's his, and the, the way they talk about Ashcroft is they are touting him higher than Dacos. And if he has a better first season than Dacos did last year, Brisbane are winning it. Yeah. I can tell you that for a fact. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, probably wouldn't pick McCluggage over Andy McGrath, though. Oh, my God. How did we do that? <laughs> could not believe that. Uh, yeah. But anyway, moving on from that. Runners up, boys. Who we got? I've got Richmond. Ooh, that's yeah. a hot take. Bounce back. That's a little bit of a hot take. But yeah, it's I've got them take. I've got take. them to have a bit of a bounce back here. Um brought in a couple of good uh midfielders from GWS and Hopper and Taranto, Dusty back, um, hopefully fit and firing. Well hopefully not. I don't I don't like mm, Richmond at no, all. But no. um you can just respect their respect due. Yeah. You can just never count count them out. Um so, yeah, that's my runner-up for the year. 
Yeah, uh, a huge grand final between Melbourne and Richmond. Got to be massive. Oh, yeah. Melbourne, down in Melbourne would be that feral. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, Runner-up for me will be Melbourne. Um, they're a fantastic side, so they'll be there. In, and, you know, potential to win it as well. I'm just saying runner-up, but I definitely think it'll be Brisbane-Melbourne grand final. Yep, I've got Brisbane uh, rounding out that as well. So Carlton-Brisbane grand final would be interesting. Jeez, mm. Ligon Street would nearly blow Vossi up. Would be, Vossi would be torn apart. <laughs> <laughs> he would be. He would. I like that. All right, Coleman medal. I'm going to – I should be writing this shit down. I said – I think I said a couple of weeks ago in the group chat that I was going to – I went Jeremy Cameron, but now that Tom Hawkins – I thought Tom Hawkins was going to be out for a few weeks and he's going to miss a few games. But I think I'm going to have to go with um, Charlie Kerno again, back it up. Nice. I think I'm going to have to. I've got Kerno as well. He'll kick nine tonight. I'm going with the other blue boy, Mackay. I reckon Kerno will go up the ground. He's more athletic. Um, You're talking about Ed? Yeah, Ed, <laughs> Ed Kerno. He's back in, uh, actually, for Ed tonight's Kurnow. game. But, yes, I've got um, Harry Mackay to win it, uh, not Ben Mackay. Uh, rising star, boys. Uh, Ashcroft, uh, length of the Flemington straight. Well, that's the low-hanging fruit, isn't and it? And it's gone. Yeah, I'll probably I'll just say Ashcroft. I think yeah, I'll go with that Harry Sheasel. I was actually going to uh, say Sheasel. If I don't pick Ashcroft, mm. Sheasel will be in that, my next pick for if sure. If not, Alwyn Davey from Essendon. <laughs> um, Brownlow Medal. I've got Petrarca. Don't know why I said that, but I'm I'm going to stick with it. Nice. Who did I, I, I said him last year as well? Took Miller. I did. Took Miller. He's uh, I think he. Oh, he's injured. A lot of I think, are I think he, him. I think he's playing. I think he's in first round. He was injured during the preseason game, so he didn't get any games under his belt. But I, I've got I've got Gold Coast in the eight. Just sneaking into the eight. Um, I think if they win enough games, and obviously Took's going to be doing what he does every week. Um, and he wasn't that far off at last last year. Jeez, I'm getting hot. But go on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've got little Tukey here to win the Brownlow. Oh, Tukey, Tukey. I've got uh, Andy Brayshaw winning it. Even funnily enough, I've actually got Freo dropping off massively for Brayshaw <laughs> to win it. So I just think that he'll have that sort of standout year and kick a couple of goals like I've spoken about on the other podcast. You'll need is, more than a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it happens. Cool. He uh, can get 10 tackles in a game as well. He's that top player. Yeah, well. <laughs> Thorny's <laughs> flat on that. Um, highest rising team. Obviously, mine's going to be Carlton. Um, well, where did... Richmond finished last no, year. They finished Nine. six, I think. Oh no, yeah, six, seven, uh, six or seven. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably say Richmond because I've got them second. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say West Coast. Whew, just for a hot take. Where um, do they finish? See, I don't mind that. I don't. I don't think they'll finish in the eight, but I like think eleventh or something. Yeah, they might finish ninth or tenth. They might take a couple of big scalps, I reckon, and and destroy some finals. Tim Kelly could have a big year. I reckon they've got a good nucleus there. Like you said, they're getting a bit older, but they've got a good nucleus of players there. So I see them coming up the ladder a bit. Spicy. All right. Lowest, biggest drop-off, I should say. Who we got? Oh, geez, you got one, Thorny? Yeah, I've got Richmond. You've got Richmond. Mm. Reason? Uh, Don't like them? Nah. (laughs) Um, Nah, I just – I don't see it working. I don't see the new players coming in. I don't – I just – they're obviously very good players, and they'll probably get their their touches. But it's the, it, it's the chemistry of the side. I just yeah, I just don't see it working. Nice. Yep. Um, finishing outside the eight. Now, mine's not. That's not going to be a huge drop off. I, I think they finished tenth or maybe eleventh last year, but I can see them dropping back to maybe 
bottom four possibly. Relegation zone. They're just a nothing side. I'm I sure. Know, I'm, I'm, uh, I know you, who you're talking they're about. Nothing side. They have been for a while, and they just don't look like they, they they're going nowhere fast. And they have been for a while. Um, and that is St Kilda. Who? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just they got an injury list friggin' longer than the Flemington Strait, and they're just going to struggle for me. Um, I've got them as well, but I've also got Hawthorne having one of the worst seasons ever. I don't see their list. Yeah, I don't think they're as bad as what people think, but carry on. Yeah, I just I just don't see it at all. Sicily's your best player. Carl Amon, who comes in, is nearly your second best player. Mitch Lewis can play a right well, up forward. Mitch Lewis is good. Yeah, he's good. But he had a real good game against Collingwood When the ball's not coming down year. there, you're not getting It's that. also true. So, yeah, I don't see him. I see him right absolute stone last. Yep, fair enough. Moving on, hottest take. Oh, I'll go one. Go for oh. it. Essendon finished below North. Nice. Oh, you serious? Mate, look at him. Are you actually being genuine or are you just This is my hot you? take, champ. <laughs> Essendon finished below North. He's champed me on the way out. Yes. Yes. I am ropeable. It would that. be. Wow. Oh, I'm seething on this side of the line. <laughs> okay. What about you? Uh, I've got – now, I had a look at the fixture and – I saw that GWS are playing Carlton last round. Oh. And we all know GWS are going to struggle this year. But I'm going to say GWS upset Carlton the last round and they drop out of the eight. Drop out of the from, eight? From that loss. Woo! Imagine that. That would blow up. Even that if- would break the hearts of all log on the street. Or I could see that happening, but I, I, I still think Carlton will make, make the eight. But what I could see happening is even if they're – Third or fourth or something like that. GWS pip them and they lose their second chance or something like that. Yeah. Like something devastating yeah. will happen to Carlton in the last round again. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I've got Darcy Parrish goes to Adelaide Froze at the end of the year. Is he from there? No, he's from Geelong, yeah. isn't he? I just that's fuck? just me hot take. That is a real random hot <laughs> take, is. but I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's super rare, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, I've also got fruition. Sam McClure is going to be on the blower today. Going, What's going on here? I've also got Barry Hall to come back and play for Gold Coast. And, uh, kick 45 goals <laughs> in and eight who, games. And who won in round two? <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, very good. I know you've got to go, Corey. We're not going to have time for the rest of it. So yep. thanks for joining in, boys. Thanks for the 50th episode. Can't wait for the next 50. Um, we're not going to have time to do the teams. Any tips or anything? Um any tips? Who Just is, quickly, it's not? going to be Carlton, Collingwood, West Coast, Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, GWS, Hawks are going to beat Essendon, and Frio are going to beat St Kilda. All right. They're my tips for the week. Here are my, here are my tips. I'm going to come back to these guys. So I'm going Richmond, Collingwood, West Coast, Brisbane, Melbourne, Gold Coast. <sighs> GWS, Hawthorne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on Sunday too. Oh, I bet you are. And Frio to absolutely clap St Kilda. Carlton by 21. Carlton by 21 tonight. Yeah, Carlton by 11 for me tonight. What do you got? I got Richmond by nine. Radio. Um, Geelong to smoke Collingwood. <laughs> North beat West Coast. Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide. Essendon by 83 points. <laughs> And Frio to beat St Kilda. Not bad. Who's got the um? Who's got the Sunday? Oh, who's Ma- got the yeah, marinade? <laughs> I forgot about that. It's back. It's game. back. Oh, there's three. There's three of them. 
And, oh, which one? What would you call one ten? One ten's the marination station. Yeah. Who's Judo got it? Adelaide. Oh, I'm not watching it. I won't be watching it. That would just kill the Sunday scaries, <laughs> won't it? That's that's waiting for the marathon dimmies on the steam. Oh, <laughs> that's what that is. Might go and watch it at the bloody the Aussie or something. Yeah. Oh, pay per view. Two <laughs> two bedroom, one bath units there. It's been good. It's been real. It just hasn't been real good, boys. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you next week. Adios. Go, Guns.